This Pride Month, Womanica is brought to you exclusively by Mercedes-Benz. Together, we're honoring people who've expanded the norms of gender and sexuality in the performing arts. Mercedes-Benz embraces the freedom of individual expression and continues to support and stand with the LGBTQIA community. Listen all month long as we share stories of proud individuals whose authentic expression in their lives and bodies of work have challenged norms, driving society forward. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Carmen Borca Carrillo, and this is Womanica. June is Pride Month, and to celebrate, we're highlighting queer stars of the stage and screen. They're women who expanded the norms of gender and sexuality in the limelight and behind the scenes. I helped curate the month, and I'm so excited to guest host this episode. Today, we're talking about a woman who was an important jazz artist in the 1920s. Not only was she a jazz vocalist, but she was also a composer, pianist, and actress. Sometimes called the painter of song, she's still remembered for the powerful way that she made lyrics come alive. Let's talk about Carmen McRae. Carmen McRae was born on April 8, 1920, at Harlem Hospital in New York City. She was born to middle-class immigrant parents from Jamaica, who were able to buy a piano and pay for their daughter's lessons. Growing up, she heard the songs of jazz giants like Louis Armstrong and Duke Ellington in her home. She received five years of formal piano training and attended the Julia Richmond High School in Manhattan, where she was enrolled in both academic and secretarial courses. Like many of her contemporaries, her first big break transpired at an amateur talent contest at the Apollo Theater. At only 17, she was discovered by Irene Kitchings, whose husband was Teddy Wilson, a prominent jazz pianist. Through Teddy Wilson, Carmen met the legendary Billie Holiday. This connection led to an early success in Carmen's career, when Billie Holiday recorded one of her early songs, Dream of Life. Although her parents had supported her piano pursuits when she was younger, they did not look favorably upon her pursuing a career in show business. They stressed the importance of her pursuing a practical profession. So after finishing high school, Carmen spent two years doing clerical work for the government in Washington, D.C. In an interview, she once said, My early career didn't have much continuity because my parents were so set against it, and it was hard for me to go against their wishes. I loved them very much, and I didn't want to be disrespectful to them. Carmen returned to Brooklyn in 1943, where she continued to hold down a day job while working music venues at night. It was at one of those venues, the famed Harlem Minton's Playhouse, that she crossed paths with trumpeter Dizzy Gillespie and drummer Kenny Clark. Carmen went on to marry Kenny, although the marriage only lasted a few years. It was around this time that she decided to transition into music full-time. She first kicked off her career by substituting for singers in other acclaimed bands, such as Benny Carter, Count Basie, and Earl Hines. It was in 1946 that she was asked by Mercer Ellington, son of Duke Ellington, to sing with his recently formed group. She sang with them for a year and a half, but when the band broke up in Chicago, she decided to stay there and launch her solo career. After a few more years in Chicago, she moved back to New York and took a position as a stand-up singer at Minton's Playhouse. 
1954, Downbeat magazine declared her most promising new vocalist. The following year, she released her first solo album with Bethlehem Records and later signed with Decca Records. Carmen married another musician, bassist Ike Isaacs. Though, like her first marriage, it ended in divorce. At the time, there was strong speculation that Carmen was bisexual. She was often seen out and about with female partners with whom she was rumored to have romantic relationships. Over the following decades, Carmen continued to make and record music. According to some of her fans, her voice only got better with age, and much of her notoriety came from her lyrical delivery. She was known for imbuing songs with her personal connection to the lyrics, along with word stress and vibrato. Over the course of her career, she played with big names, including the Dave Brubeck Quartet and Louis Armstrong. Carmen suffered a stroke and died at her home in Beverly Hills in November of 1994. In her will, she asked that there not be a funeral nor a memorial, but just that she be remembered by her music. Her prolific career spanned five decades and over 60 albums. She is most certainly remembered by her music, and her lyrical genius remains an inspiration to artists today. For more information, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. Special thanks to Jenny and Liz Kaplan for inviting me to guest host. Talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.